Hello everyone, welcome back to my podcast Sadie Knows. First of all, can we address the elephant in the room? Well, there's actually a few elephants in the room, but the first one, I'm hoping you can notice a difference. I got a new camera, not camera, I did not get a new camera. (laughs) I got a new microphone, I got a blue Yeti mic, if that means anything to anyone. I had an okay microphone before, like I don't think my quality was bad. It wasn't even bad quality at all, it just made me feel demotivated. Do you know like when you have nice gym wear, you're more motivated to go to the gym? It's that sort of vibe. Maybe I'm just making up excuses because I wanted a new microphone, but yeah, I got the Blue Yeti microphone in. I think it's in white, but it's actually like silver. I love it, I think. Well, hopefully this sounds okay. I feel like with my other microphone, it was hard to make the sound quality good, whereas this one is obviously, hopefully, noticeably a lot crisper and cleaner and nicer. I can even do ASMR on it. Oh my God, that sounded so nice. I've got headphones in right now and I just heard that through the headphones and it actually sounded like ASMR. Yeah, so welcome to a new chapter with my new microphone. Hopefully when I'm uploading this, I also have new art on my podcast, like new cover art. So hopefully I do, um, you know, I don't want to bring back new episodes without a fresh new cover photo for my podcast. So yeah, hope you guys like that too. I did ask you guys on my Instagram for some podcast topic. Wait, I didn't ever even address the other elephant in the room. The other elephant in the room is that I haven't posted a podcast in forever. I'm so sorry. I have no excuse. I'm not going to lie like I'm just lazy and haven't had the motivation and there was a few times where I tried to film a podcast but I didn't really know what to speak about and I think this is what I'm going to get into in the episode but I think I've had a lot of time to just think about different things. I'm coming back with some some new insights, some new feelings, thoughts, emotions and I'm excited to talk to you guys about all the different things I've been reflecting on. That is why today's podcast episode is self-reflection and maturity. Now, these two topics, I don't really know if they go together, but I'm gonna talk about them together because, I don't know, as I was saying, I did ask you guys on Instagram for some topics and a lot of you said stuff like A-level, uni, loneliness, body confidence, stuff like that, and I obviously will get onto them in different episodes, but I thought just to kickstart the return of my podcast, I talk about some stuff that I've just been reflecting on and I did touch on my YouTube video. If you don't subscribe to my YouTube, please do. I kind of touched on this in my recent YouTube video where I've just been doing a lot of self-reflection. I feel like I have done a bit of maturing recently. Don't know if everyone would agree with that, but I don't know. I feel like I've been approaching stuff with a different mindset recently and I would like to talk about it today. I've written a few notes down in my little notepad And yeah, I should probably be doing my uni assignments because they are due in around two weeks. But I thought I would progress with my social media instead of progressing with my uni course. You know, priorities. Anyways, let's get started. I feel like this podcast episode is going to be long and full of waffle. So if there's anything in this episode that you want me to touch on a bit more in a completely separate episode, let me know. DM me on Instagram because I will be happy to do that. I just, I didn't really know what to speak about today, so I thought I'd just speak about a bit of everything, see what you guys want to hear about. And yeah, let's get started. So, the first thing I have on my list is talking about maturity. So, I keep saying this, and 
not that anyone's asked, but you might be wondering, why do you think all of a sudden you're so mature? I, I'm still immature in a lot of ways. Like my mum wouldn't say I'm mature, probably. My sister probably thinks I'm immature, which I am. But I think in a few aspects and areas of my life, I've matured. I think a lot of that is down to obviously living alone at uni. Well, I don't live alone, but (laughs) living away from home. I think you just naturally mature, which I don't know. It's weird because I look back at myself in the first term of uni and I'm a completely different person. And it's so weird because obviously people mature as they grow older, like that is completely normal. But I feel like I am so different and it's mad. And I look back at pictures from freshers and I'm like who is she genuinely who is she so yeah I think along with uni comes a lot of spending time alone and I think that's where I've done a lot of my self-reflection and deep thinking and I actually love that as much as uni can be a bit lonely and I will do a separate video on loneliness at uni and just in general because you guys did want that but just touching on it a bit I think loneliness if you want to make the most out of being alone you can not that I'm completely alone, guys. I have friends and flatmates who I love, but I feel like regardless of whether you have lots of friends at uni or you don't, you spend a lot of time alone because you're not going to be with people 24-7. Unless you are, then fares, but I'm not personally. And I think when you spend a lot of time alone, especially in somewhere like uni where there's lots going on and lots of things are changing, you think about a lot of things. And I think that is where a lot of my self-reflection has come from. I don't really know what I'm on about, so I'm just going to get into some of the topics that I wanted to speak about. But yeah, I just wanted to touch on maturity because I think a lot of things I'm about to touch on are very developed and more mature, like a more mature take on different situations than I would have maybe had six months ago even. I think the way I look at different situations and scenarios in my life is very different to how I used to. For the better, by the way. Even things like my body confidence um food how I would deal with boys there's stuff like that I think I've very much matured in and that's not necessarily because you know I speak to less boys now than I did when I was 15 but I think when you aren't speaking to boys or you're not in a situation or you're not in a relationship you have that time to actually think about what you want and how you would deal with different situations anyways I'm rambling so I'm going to get on to the first topic which is past experiences so by this I'm mainly talking about my ex situationship if he's listening hi (laughs) hi yeah I don't want to speak about him because this is not about him this is about me but you guys probably know but I was just in a bit of a messy situationship few of my friends were involved it was bad it was bad I don't even want to talk about that I want to talk about the difference between how I dealt with it then and how I think I would deal with it now. I did touch on this again in my recent YouTube video. I said a lot about how I wish I'd set more boundaries when I was in that situation, ship. I wish I'd put my foot down and actually stood up for myself and all these different things. Um, But what I really wanna touch on is just the kind of self-respect that I think I've acquired (laughs) recently, not even just recently, but I think my lack of self-respect throughout that whole situation was so it was like below the floor it was like in the depths of the ocean my self-respect it was nowhere to be seen and it's kind of sad looking back because 
I had so much to offer back then. Even if I was 15, 16, immature, wearing horrible eyeliner and horrible clothes, I still had a lot to offer back then. And I just didn't, for some reason, I just didn't think that I deserved better. (laughs) It is so sad to think about because I was so young and so naive. And I look back at it now and I just wish I could go back. And well, actually, I don't wish I could go back (laughs) because trauma. But if I was in that situation now, oh my God, the difference in how I would have dealt with it is unreal. I could go on for hours speaking about this, but I just think you've got to set boundaries. And Madeline Argy always talks about boundaries and she said about how you've got to find the right balance. Maybe you might have too many boundaries at the start and then you kind of take a few out and you adjust with different people what your boundaries are. Maybe you have a few relationships and you kind of figure out what you stand for and what you can take in a relationship and stuff like that. I think that is also important. But for someone like me who hasn't ever been in a relationship, I think it is hard to know what your boundaries are. But also I think it is useful to have situations that could have even been years ago like mine where you can keep looking back on it and think about how you would have acted differently. And I think a lot of my problem back then was I just kind of, I was just a doormat and I know that is just kind of vague, but say, I don't know, say um, this boy that I was in love with, he, I hate saying I was in love with him, like that's so cringe, but I think I was at the time. I tried to tell myself I wasn't, but (laughs) I think I was and that is so cringe, but anyways. Um, so yeah, picture a boy that you're in love with and he would literally just shout me all the time. Like not literally, thank God. But he would shag my friends. He would honestly just mess me about. He'd literally get a girlfriend and not tell me. I remember one time I was, you know, speaking to him. I thought, you know, we were still a little, a little situation ting. I thought we were. Um, then my friend messaged me and was like, oh, I've just seen so-and-so holding hands with so-and-so at the train station. Turns out that they were literally going out and he never told me. Like, what the fuck? This was genuinely years and years ago. This is probably like five years ago, four years ago. But still, that is so bad. And at the time, I just let it happen. I'd just be there like, oh, right, okay. Hopefully he comes back to me, which he did. And then every time he came back to me, I was like, oh, he does still like me. But girl, like, just because he comes back to you doesn't mean you should take him back. I was so stupid and just stuff like that. I would just let it slide or, you know, even say if he, I don't know, say if I went around to his, right? And we, you know, did, did the business, did the, did the, did the deed. And, you know, there was a few times where I'd go around and I felt really just used and I felt horrible and I just felt like, I don't know, there'd be sometimes we, I'd go around to his and just, we wouldn't even have any conversations. We'd literally just do it and then dip like it was awful honestly I feel like a lot of people have been like teenage girls have been through this where they you know they're basically being used as a booty call I was a booty call and I didn't really realize at the time because I thought he was in love with me as well but well actually I didn't even think that I just I was delusional I just thought that one day he would fall in love with me because I knew the whole time that he didn't love me because it was fucking obvious Sadie but for some reason I thought maybe one day he would he never did anyways besides besides the point Yeah, so say if I came, say if I met him and I felt like he didn't even acknowledge me properly, he didn't speak to me, he didn't make me feel wanted. I feel like now if that happened to me, I'd message the boy and I'd be like, hey, what, what was that about? Because that was not what I came for. Do you know what I mean? That was not 
something to make me feel good that literally made me feel used and like a booty call you know I'd probably message the boy and say that and I or even say it in person I'd be like hey why are you just treating me like a booty call instead of a real human being right so at that time I'd literally go home and I'd say to my friends like oh that was so awful we he, he didn't even speak to me we didn't even speak about anything and I'd just meet him again the next week and just not think anything of it it's just awful how I used to treat myself and I touched on this again in my YouTube video and I said that to a certain extent it ends up being your fault for how you're treated and I did elaborate on the fact that you know obviously it's never your fault that you've been cheated on and all this kind of stuff but it is your fault if you kind of just let them keep treating you badly because you're never gonna grow a backbone you're never gonna set any boundaries you're never gonna show them what is too far and what's not too far do you know what I mean you're never gonna stand your ground if you don't tell them how you feel and set these boundaries and stuff and I never used to do that and to a certain extent yeah it was my fault that I kept getting treated like shit because I didn't voice how I felt I just let him walk all over me and you know at the time I used to always be like oh fuck him like he's a dickhead and yeah he was also at the same time I let him, I basically gave him the okay to be a dickhead because he knew that I was never ever gonna stand up for myself. He knew that I was never gonna say anything or block him or anything like this. And I think that's really sad because who knows how things could have gone. I'm not saying I would have ended up being in love with him and going out with him or anything because God forbid. But I don't know, maybe we could have just ended better or been better friends or just something good might have come out of it rather than years of like feeling hurt and you know it was almost I don't want to give him any pity but it was almost like sometimes I used to it, I remember one time he sorry I hate talking about him I actually like it actually sends me but just for the sake of the podcast I remember one time he literally said to me he was like why didn't you ever say how much you liked me and I was so taken aback because I, in my head, I'd made it so obvious. In my head, you know, I was in love with him. He was my everything, all this shit, cringe. In my head, he knew that, but he, I never actually said that to him. He, he, for all he knows, I just was the same as him, was just using him as a boot call. Do you know what I mean? I mean, yeah, deep down he knew that it was more than that. Deep down he knew that I was in love with him, but, you know, speaking on basic terms, he wouldn't have ever known because, you know, I'd say the odd, love you, love you. But I never actually voiced my feelings properly. And I think that's also another thing that I'd do differently. I think, say if I got into a relationship now or I started liking someone now, I'd tell them how I felt as often as I could. I mean, obviously, don't let your guard down too soon because that can also go tits up. But I think one of the mistakes I did make when I was younger is I just used to assume that everyone would know my feelings when literally no one knew how I was feeling because I never even fucking said it and if I did say it I usually said a sugar-coated version of it or I'd say it so it didn't upset the other person you know if this boy did something bad to me I'd say oh you know I've got to stop speaking to you I like you too much I'd say stuff like that but I never would be like look this is how it is this is how I feel this is how you make me feel I never said that and that really upsets me because <laughs> there's so many things I could have said and you know that that's the beautiful thing about looking into the past like as you mature you think of all these things that you could have said it's like when you have an argument and then the next day you're like oh I could have said this this and this this and this 
but that's the beauty of it you know you mature and you grow and you think about these things and you know as much as I hated that whole situation I think a lot of good has also come out of it and you know it wasn't it was it wasn't all awful you know we had good times but also I think the main thing to come out of that awful situationship was growth honestly to round all of that information up I think it's good to look back on past failed relationships situationships and think about what you would have done differently because then that sets you up for the next one same with friendships you know if you had a bad fallout with someone think about how next time you would react differently and maybe things would you know be better obviously not everything always has to be better you know if you fell out with a friend, maybe that was meant to be. If you break up with a boyfriend, maybe that was meant to be. Maybe nothing you could have done would have changed that situation. But I think it's also, everyone makes mistakes and everyone says the wrong things and everyone holds back. And I think it is good to recognise what you could have done differently so you know in the future what to do. Because if I was put in that situation again, it would have gone a whole lot differently than it did. But we could talk about that another day. I've spoke about him enough, so let's move on to something else. Another thing I wanted to speak about was my relationship with food. Now this is something I only want to briefly touch on because you guys know it's a touchy subject and every time I even speak about it my voice goes like shaky. I can feel it going shaky now. I don't know why this happens because you know I I haven't really had well okay that's a lie. I was about to say I haven't had issues with food for a while. I kind of have. I don't know. I don't like speaking about it. It's a me thing. And me thing only. I don't know if that's a bad thing. But anyways, what I did want to speak about regarding this topic is my completely changed mindset on food. I'll briefly just say that, you know, in lockdown, I had a very bad relationship with food, including starving myself, counting calories, making myself sick, stuff like that. I don't really want to go into it, trigger warning. But, you know, that was that. And I'm in such a different place now. And it's taken me so long to get this place. Um, But I think it is important to talk about this. And I would do a full episode about this if you guys really want it. Obviously, it is kind of a personal subject. Not that I care about personal subjects. Like, I'll tell you guys anything. But this one is a bit more personal. Um, So if you would like a full episode on my relationship food, I will do that for you guys. It's just when I'm ready. Anyways, I did want to touch on the fact that Recently, my mantra has been that food is fuel, you know? You can't look back at that lockdown body and think, I want to look like that. And I fall into this trap so often and I even had to log out of my old TikTok accounts because I would look back at my drafts and I'd, you know, be like, oh, she was so skinny, what a skinny queen. Yes, I was skinny, but was I skinny for the right reasons? No. And I think a lot of the time girls in particular obviously boys go through similar things but I think as a girl we often look at skinny people or skinny versions of ourselves and think that is the ideal that is what I need to look like and that is all just because of society's beauty standards and all of that shit but I think the important thing to take from this is you know yeah I was skinny back then yeah I fit into my jeans a lot better back then whatever but was I happy back then no what was my quality of life like back then not very good okay and you've got to remember that to get to that body was not natural and to be in that body was not healthy or happy or desirable I used to wake up and the first thing I'd look at 
I mean, <laughs> I still do this, but that's to check if I've got abs, right? That's to check if I've magically got abs overnight. But I used to check my body um, and my, my stomach in the mirror. And if my stomach wasn't as flat as it was the day before, I'd literally cry. <laughs> I'd cry, I'd cry, I'd cry. And on it, oh, I don't even want to speak about it because I think it's kind of triggering and I don't think it's helpful to speak about this, but it did get to a point where I was just, all I was focused on was how skinny I was and how skinny I looked and it was awful. And like, I'm not saying I'm fully like healed from that era. I think all girls or all boys go through body dysmorphia and body confidence issues. But I think the progress I've made has been so substantial. And I think a lot of girls go through this and boys, sorry, whenever I say girls, I mean boys as well, but I think speaking as a girl and knowing other girls, I know a lot of other girls who have gone through a similar thing and it's very common, which is very sad, but I don't think it's beneficial to look back at old pictures and think, I wish I looked like that because do I wish I still had that mentality? No. Okay. So that's why it brings me on to now and my relationship with food. And if you've ever heard of the term intuitive eating, you probably have. It basically just means you eat when you feel hungry. I used to always hear that term and just think, how stupid. <laughs> I was like, I'm not gonna lie, like I'm a hungry gal. Like I could eat probably all throughout the day. Do you know what I mean? I've always been someone to eat all of their food. If there's, you know, crisps on the table, I'll be munching at them. Do you know, stuff like that. If I have a Easter egg, I'll eat the whole thing in one sitting. I'm a girl that loves food, right? So when someone is saying to me, oh, intuitive eating, it's like, so what, you want me to eat 24-7? Well, that was what I used to think, right? But as I've, you know, matured and understood the term intuitive eating a bit more, I think I've found a really healthy relationship with food and, you know, I'm still working on it. There's still times where I have little blips. Um, You know, like last week, was my first week back at uni and I was getting back into the swing of, you know, making my own meals and I found myself snacking a lot and eating very unhealthy and just buying food. Like I bought a Domino's and I bought, you know, not that that's a bad thing, but it's not normal for my habits. And I just felt shit about myself because I was like, why am I going back into these, like not unhealthy in the sense of starving myself, but unhealthy in the sense of not eating properly. And I hate that. And it, I think because I've got such a history with food, to maintain a healthy relationship is so key to my everyday routine because if I don't, then I just slip back into old habits. Like I had a Domino's the other day and my first thought was, okay, tomorrow I'm not gonna have breakfast and I'm gonna have a really light lunch. But you can't let yourself slip back into those routines because that is just going backwards. That is not that is not helpful, it's not healthy. So my take on intuitive eating now is basically what it is it's eating when you're hungry it's eating when you feel like you need food and I feel like I feel like me included a lot of people probably don't realize when their body needs food for example I know my body needs food after the gym and before the gym so I will always you know if I've had my lunch before my gym session I'll just have lunch but I'll always make sure to have some sort of snack after the gym you know I went to the gym before this afternoon and I was just lying in my bed and I was like, ow, like my head is hurting a little bit. I feel a bit ill. And then I realized I haven't eaten after the gym. Like, it had been an hour or so after the gym and I hadn't eaten yet. So, you know, I grabbed myself a snack bar from Lidl and I ate it and I felt so much better. And it's just learning how your body needs fueled. And, you know, it's trial and error, but I think having breakfast, lunch and dinner is very important and then snacks in between. 
and you're good to go. I used to run 5Ks in lockdown with no food. I would literally run on no fuel. I don't know how I fucking did that. No wonder I would literally feel like I was going to faint every time I did a run because I was running on no fuel. What was I going to gain from that? I don't know. <laughs> Anyways, she was a mess. But my my point here is don't dwell on your lockdown body or even whatever body you you may be dwelling on because that is only going backwards and you're not going to progress. You're not going to grow as a human being if you keep fixated on your skinnier body or, you know. I think one thing as well that's helped me with my journey with food is going to the gym. And I know I mentioned the gym a lot. I'm sorry, guys. But it genuinely has. And I, I want to do a whole podcast episode on just the gym because I can speak about it for hours and how it's changed my mindset and my mental health and everything. But in terms of food, I think it is helpful because... Not that it's an excuse to eat, but in some ways it is. And I'm not going to sit here and be like, oh, without the gym, I wouldn't eat. So that's not true. It just keeps me on track with my eating. And it it reminds me that to do well at the gym, I need to fuel myself before and I need to fuel myself after. And I think to have that sort of motivation and motive for eating is really, really helpful. That's just what I've found anyways. And also... The gym has obviously helped me a lot with my body confidence. Again, could do a whole episode about body confidence if you want. But I just wanted to touch on my body confidence at the minute. And I was thinking about this the other day. And I was thinking, you know, I kind of just realised in myself. I was like, I haven't been as body conscious recently. I haven't been as insecure recently about my body. And I was thinking, why is that? And I realised that since I began to the gym... You know, I've been seeing I've been seeing little transformations. You know, my arms look a bit musclier, my legs do. You know, as you go more and more, you get stronger. Even if you don't notice it physically, you notice it in the weights that you lift and just little things like that. You know, if I go on a run and I run faster than I did last time, it's like these little things that you think, oh, well, something must have changed. And the way I've been looking at it is, right, for example, I do not like my thighs. I never have, never probably will. But, right, this is genuinely, I'm not even joking, right? I have not been self-conscious of my thighs recently because instead of thinking of them as an end result, I've been thinking of them as a work in progress, which sounds fucking weird if I don't explain it. But basically, before I went to the gym, before I was like, you know, eating healthily and stuff like that, my thighs were my thighs. Like, they were what I was given by God. Not that I believe in God, but... They were given to me by my mother from the womb. These are my thighs. This is what they are. I look in the mirror, right? And I think, I hate them, you know? I don't like my thighs. But when I've gone to this gym routine, you know, I train legs twice a week, whatever, go for runs, whatever. Obviously, you're going to see little changes. And, you know, I've only been going to the gym properly for around two, three months. So I haven't seen major changes. But, you know, my legs look a little bit slimmer, a little bit more muscly, toned. And I think, right, well... I look in the mirror now and I don't think, oh, I don't like my thighs. I think, okay, these have changed a little bit. I think maybe I don't like them now, but maybe I'll like them in six months of leg training. And even if I see no changes in six months of leg training, I can still have in my head that my thighs are gonna change. And I don't know if this sounds unhealthy or healthy now that I'm saying it out loud, but I hope you guys get what I mean. Like when you're not doing anything to help, say if you're overweight you'll look in the mirror and you'll think oh I hate my body whereas when you're on your weight loss journey you obviously look in the mirror and you might 
not still like your body until you get to your goal, whatever. You look in the mirror and you think, okay, so maybe I don't love my thighs, but I do know that in a few months time, they're gonna look different. So I'm not gonna stand here and hate them. I'm just gonna accept them and we'll see what they look like in two months. That is my mindset with the gym. I'm not even necessarily trying to lose weight at the gym. I just wanna, you know, get a bit more toned. But if I look in the mirror and I think, right, my thighs, they're looking a tiny bit more muscly. Right, let's let's see how more muscly we can get them. And I think that is a really healthy mindset to have because instead of looking in the mirror and thinking, oh, th- like, I know you should always accept what you've been given. And like, you know, if you have a small bum, small tits, if you have long legs, short legs, you know, obviously accept what you have and you should learn to love your body. But if going to the gym helps with that, then I don't see a problem with that. And I just, it genuinely has like changed. I don't know. I've never really been insecure of my arms. Like, I, I feel like I just haven't ever because my arms are pretty just, <laughs> they're just normal arms. But now that I've been seeing progress with my muscles and my arms, I've been thinking, right, these are my arms now. What are they going to look like in six months? My arms are going to be even more muscly. And I think it's just such a healthy mindset because not only does it keep me motivated for the gym, but it keeps me motivated to keep on doing what I'm doing, keep on eating how I'm eating, keep on you know, doing what I'm doing. And it's so, it's just so rejuvenating to finally feel good in my body, even if it's not my end goal, even if I don't have my dream body, to even feel slightly happy with how I look is such a gain for me because I've struggled with my body confidence for years and years, even got to points where I would look in the mirror and cry. And, you know, it, it's normal to feel like that but it gets to a point where it starts to destroy your happiness if you're constantly thinking about your weight. But now, don't get me wrong, I still do think about my weight a lot, you know, I still feel body conscious and stuff. Not saying I'm perfect, but say if I feel a bit, you know, self-conscious in a top, I can think to myself, right, well, when I get more muscly, when I get more toned, when I lose a little bit of weight, I'm gonna look great in this. And it just motivates you even more rather than, say I don't fit into a pair of jeans, right? That used to make me cry, make me upset and just uh, make me feel awful, right? But nowadays, if I don't fit into a pair of jeans, my first thought isn't, oh, I'm ugly and horrible. My first thought is now, right, well, my bum's got bigger. (laughs) My thighs have got more muscly. Or if we're going down the other route, oh, maybe I should add more cardio into my routine to lose a little bit of fat. Do you know what I mean? Maybe I should eat a little bit healthier not any of those thoughts, well, sometimes, guys, as as I said, I'm not perfect, but a lot of the time, these thoughts that used to be so damaging and so horrible and so, like, self-sabotaging and ugh, and now turn into positive mindset thoughts, which I think is really amazing, and I'm so proud of myself, and you guys can do it too. So, yeah, that was all I wanted to say about that, but I hope you guys can resonate with that and I hope I've helped a few of you, maybe. Um, But yeah, let me know if you do want a full episode on food or body confidence or the gym, anything like that. I'm open to speak about it. So I'm gonna end the podcast here. I did wanna speak about a few more topics, but I think I've kind of covered quite a lot in the topics I did speak about. I hope this has been helpful and I've given some good advice. As I said at the start, if you want me to go into more depth into any of these topics please do let me know because I will be happy to do that 
let me know as well. DM me on Instagram what more topics you want to see. I know a lot of you do want to hear about uni and A-levels, so I will do that for you guys. But yeah, I just I just thought I'd make this little episode as a little debut to the return of the podcast. I have really enjoyed speaking to you guys. And I think it is good to let all your emotions out and whether that's by talking to a friend or talking to a camera or talking to a microphone, however you want to get your emotions out, I think it's so good because whilst I wasn't doing my podcast, I literally resorted to talking to myself in my car and crying. And I'd rather make it into a helpful, useful video or podcast rather than just speak it to myself because I feel like when I speak it to you guys, you guys understand me and you guys can actually feedback to me or at least just listen to what I have to say I feel like when I speak to you guys I'm just speaking to a best friend who I can just vent to so I love that about the podcast but yes I hope you have enjoyed this episode let me know your thoughts and feelings on anything I've said let me know what you want to see next love you all so so much and I will see you in my next episode bye love you